0: This episode of the Alley on the Run show is brought to you by Aftershocks. Welcome to the Alley on the Run show. I'm your host, Alley Feller, and today's guest is one of my favorite runners. Do I say that every week? Probably. But today I'm joined by Amy Cragg. Amy is having a huge year. She ran a five minute PR at the Tokyo Marathon in February, which earned her third place overall and a spot among the greats. Amy is officially the fifth fastest female American marathoner ever. Now she's gearing up to run the Chicago Marathon on October 7th, and she's not afraid to put her big goals and dreams out there. Amy is in it to win it. Amy trains with the Bowerman Track Club in Portland, Oregon, and she took the time to chat with me while she was at Altitude Training Camp in Mammoth Lakes, California. As always, it's such a treat getting inside the mind of an elite runner, one of the all-time best ones, no less, So enjoy this conversation with Amy Crag. Amy Cragg, welcome to the Alley on the Run show. I am super excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. So we start every episode of this show just like any good run. We start with a warm up. So tell everyone who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do.
1: So I'm Amy Cragg. I'm a professional distance runner based out of Portland, Oregon. I'm part of the Bowerman Track Club, but I grew up in Leavenworth, Kansas.
0: Amy, let's get right into it. You're having a pretty good year. I want to go all the way back to February when you ran. What was it? A five-minute marathon PR in Tokyo.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, about five minutes, and took me uh, I think six or seven years to to uh, break my debut uh, marathon time. Which so. Is- I was happy about that one.
0: And in doing so, so you placed third overall, you became the fifth fastest American woman marathoner. And right now, American women marathoners are
1: like where it's at for running. So that's obviously a really big deal. How does that feel? Oh, it feels absolutely incredible. I mean, it's something we've never really seen before in the US having a group of women that are just kind of pushing each other to get better and better. And um, yeah, it's really fun to be part of that.
0: So tell me a little bit, going into Tokyo, what were your goals for that race? Because you said your debut marathon was your marathon PR, which was about seven years ago. This was the first time you've PR'd since then. So is that always a goal
1: for you to PR? Were you trying to win? What was what was the hope for Tokyo? So really in the marathon, it's, um, it's more like cross country where most of the time you don't pay much attention to the times. Um, at least I don't. Uh, however, you always want to get that one fast one in. So I had known I could run faster than my, uh, my PR for a long time. It just hadn't really happened. I was always go and focus on, you know, trying to place as high as I could, um, which is really what it's all about. But for that marathon in particular, we knew we were going to have a fast day and it was going to be really competitive. So I was still trying to compete for basically a top three spot. Um, and hopefully, you know, number one's in the top three, but didn't quite get it that day. And then we just hoped the PR would come with it.
0: Well, it was amazing. Such an exciting day. And tell me a little bit, what was your recovery like after Tokyo and how soon after that? Cause you have, of course, announced that you're running the Chicago marathon, which is coming right up. And we're going to talk all about that. But how soon after Tokyo were you like, I want to do this again?
1: Oh, I mean... Immediately, I wanted to get back out there and run. It was such an exciting thing. However, my body did not agree with me there. Um, it was that it was actually probably one of the toughest ones I've ever recovered from. It took me typically coming back. We'll do little shakeout jogs for a couple weeks, just every few days or so. But that time around, I could not run. I think for six or seven days. So I was still kinda of hobbling around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm really excited that you're gonna run Chicago. And I wanna know a little bit more about you know, we mentioned that it was about seven years between the time that you PR'd, and I know that like you said, that's not always the goal. The goal might be top three, the goal is is the race instead of the personal goal most of the time. So I'm curious about your take on the power of persistence because Seven years without a PR, whether or not that's the goal, that's a long time. (laughs) So talk to me a little bit about, are you a persistent person? Was it frustrating for you to not PR or does it just not matter when that's not the primary focus?
1: I am. Yeah, I think I am a persistent person. I think most distance runners are. That's why we do this. But there were times when I was, you know, I, I definitely got really good feedback from races. Um, winning the trials was huge, even though it wasn't a PR, um, getting a world medal. wasn't a PR. So those things were just absolutely incredible. But at the same time, before Tokyo, I looked at Jerry and I was like, I just don't want to run 227 again. (laughs) Like, let's, let's, you know, get rid of that one. Because at times it is, it is hard lining up against these women and my PR would be 227 and all of their PRs would be, you know, 220 or 221. So um, I did want to have that one fast one under the belt. Um, and Tokyo was the perfect race to have a competitive race as well as a fast one.
0: How much are your competitors in your head when you're standing on that start line? Are you looking at them thinking like, I know what her PR is, I know what her PR is, or are you totally focused on Amy Craig?
1: So I definitely know a lot about my competitors. I um, I don't go in blind. I've never really liked doing that. Um, but that being said, when I get on the start line, I'm not, if it's I, I'm not going to back down just because they have a better PR than me. I mean, if the race was decided beforehand, then why would we even race? So, uh, yeah, so I definitely – I know what they've done. I respect them for that, so I know what they're capable of, so there are no surprises in the race. But then when it comes down to it on race day, um, I'm not going to back off just because of the a, a time. Do you have a race mantra? Um, yeah, uh, I – Yes, I do. So it's I breathe in strength, I breathe in out weakness, and that's been my mantra for years and years. And it's kind of something where when things start to go rough, or yeah, when I'm not having a great day, I can go back to saying that. And now, at the beginning when I started using that, I really had to focus on the words and kind of focus on getting my breath back and all this stuff. And now it's pretty much immediately as soon as I say it, it's almost a physical reaction, and um, I can just like get back into the the groove of things and and race I love it did you make that up uh, No, one of my friends actually Jenna Reedan she's a coach at Louisville um she when I was going through a really tough time post-collegiately um she came up with it and um I've been using it ever since so yeah it's I yeah it was hers <laughs>
0: all right well I like it I like that you're using it and now you like I said you're running the Chicago Marathon coming right up why Chicago
1: Oh, Chicago. I just love it there. So, I raced there. I actually tied my PR there in 2014, which is kind of funny. Um, but uh it's just I don't know, I love the city. Uh it's kind of uh, there's this great atmosphere around it. Yet it just a wonderful race. It's a fast race. Um and I feel like it could be my course. Plus it's the the one that hasn't been won by a US woman um, this past year. So got to go for that too. Love it. So is that the goal? Um, yeah, I mean, the goal is always to place as high as I can, but I think with what Shalane and Des has done, I'm not going for a third or second. Hell I am, yeah!
0: So. I love it. So tell me, how's your training been going?
1: Um, it's been going really well. It, uh, there's a little bit of a rocky, uh, start to it, I'd say, or not start to it, but, um, I was originally supposed to have a track season this year, and I actually, I tripped and kind of hurt my hamstring, and so had to take some time off for that. So, like, coming into marathon training, I felt a little rushed at the beginning, but now things are right on track and feeling good, and yeah, it's going really well. And how do you handle that mentally when something, you know, when you
0: trip and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm hurt, do you panic, or are you pretty calm in situations (laughs) like
1: that? Um... I was pretty upset about that one. It was, um, yeah, it was very nerve wracking when it's your career, um, as well as something you just love to do. It's, um, pretty stressful when you get hurt, but then at the same time you have to just, uh, put your head down and kind of act like just training. Like it just becomes a different type of training. Your goal is just to get completely healthy again. Um, and I had a great group of people around me. So, um, yeah, one day of kind of being upset and then Um, it it was every day after that was just trying to get better and, um, yeah, trusting the people around me.
0: So you're in the thick of training right now with the race being a couple weeks out. You're in Mammoth. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing in Mammoth.
1: Um, so I'm up here altitude training. It's a lot and a lot of miles. And then, you know, I mean, with marathon training, there's never those crazy, um, workouts, but every single day you come and you put in the miles, you put in all the work, um, and that adds up to something huge. And what are your ideal race day conditions? What do you want to wake up to
0: the morning of the Chicago Hon- marathon?
1: Honestly, like I I've thought about that a lot and I'm like, you know what, if it was a hot day, I'd be really happy. I think I do well in the heat. Um, if it was a perfect crisp day, I'd be really happy. Cause then I could get a fast one in and it'd be, a, you know, I think I'm in shape to have a really be good in a competitive race. Um, and then again, I like, love cold conditions so really anything anything that's thrown my way i'm excited for
0: all right so something that i as a very mid-pack runner can never relate to is what it's like to go out hoping to win a major (laughs) marathon or any race really so i want to know it's let's say it's the morning of the chicago marathon you're lining up you've done your research you know who your competitors are How much from the minute that race starts, how much are you, you know, looking at your watch, sticking to whatever your plan is? And how much are you just looking to your right and your left and sticking with the pack and doing what everyone's doing?
1: Uh, It's kind of a combo. So I'll go over um, a pretty specific race plan with my coach ahead of time. Uh, We haven't done that yet for this race, but um, we do always have a plan. And then, but at the same time, you, I'm constantly reading my competitors. I'm constantly you know, kind of checking myself within myself to see if I'm doing the right thing. Uh, So it really is. It's two and a half hours of very kind of intense, like I never really turn off my brain completely. Um, At times I try to kind of tune out. But yeah, it's the whole time I'm really thinking about what my next move is going to be and yeah, what I'm doing.
0: All right, so we know that you run with the Bowerman Track Club, and yep. we also know that one of your teammates, Gwen Jorgensen, is also running the Chicago Marathon. If in the final, like, 400 meters, it's you and Gwen shoulder to shoulder, does it matter that you're teammates, <laughs> or are you like, no, I'm going for
1: it, we'll be friends and teammates after we cross the line? How does that play out? So, I mean, that's only that's a, a very good question. Um, I actually, I think it's a sign of respect to, I I've had a lot of incredible teammates over the years. And I was teammates with Des Davila. I was teammates with Molly Huddle, Shalane Flanagan. And the deal is you give it everything all the way to the finish line. If I finished a race and afterwards they were like, oh yeah, I'm really glad, you know, I gave it to you today, I'd be heartbroken. Um, and I would never want to do that to them either. So as a sign of respect for your competitors, you always give it all, all the way to the finish line. Love and then that. of course your friends after. Yeah
0: celebrate together okay so like i said you train with bowerman the bowerman babes you've been there since 2015. i feel like the bowerman crew has been super popular on social media like your teammates are personalities in this sport we see so much of them online you're pretty quiet like that's why i'm so excited to talk to you right now because we don't see as much from amy craig so tell me a little bit about what it's like being on the bowerman track club and what that vibe is like
1: Oh, I absolutely love it. Um, it was, I had an incredible group of teammates in college. And as a professional, I just, I kind of thought I was never going to have that group again where everyone is really hardworking and really supportive of one another. And it's just, um, it's very much a team with all different distances and stuff. And as soon as I saw Bowerman Track Club, I. I like felt that vibe again. And so that's when I really wanted to be part of it. And it's just been so much fun. I, yeah, I love it. It's my place.
0: (laughs) How has the group evolved since you joined in 2015 to where it is now?
1: Um, I mean, I think the expectations are definitely higher. Uh, but from the very beginning, uh, it was, I don't know. It's the group. Like it's mainly the same people. Courtney Frerichs has joined. We have a couple new people who I haven't even met yet who just recently joined, And, oh, yeah, Gwen joined Kate and Marielle. So it's been, yeah, it's definitely grown, but it's, I don't know, it's still that same feeling Um, pretty immediately. I would say with Shalane being on the team with Emily Infeld, she had just gotten a world medal. I think the standard was kind of set and that's what was expected. And so everyone who shows up, they bring their A game and that's kind of, you know, that's what they're going for.
0: All right, so I feel like a lot of the women on Bowerman Track Club kind of have their roles that we hear about. Like, Shalane refers to herself as being, you know, kind of the mama bear. You know, we see the track girls just, like, throwing fire on the track. Colleen's got her braids. Everyone's kind of got their thing. What's your thing? What What do you bring <laughs> to the group?
1: Um, or what would they say state, you bring to the group? Uh, I probably – I'm the one who kind of just – I put my head down and work really hard <laughs> and – that's my thing. Um, I'm not sure I do a lot of miles. Maybe that's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
0: And tell me about working. We don't get to hear from Jerry Schumacher. No one gets to hear from Jerry. Tell me about working with Jerry Schumacher.
1: Oh, he's amazing. Um, he, I think he's the best coach. I mean, definitely the best coach in the U S if not in the world. Um, he, yeah, he, I, Everything about the Bowerman Track Club, it's kind of a trickle-down effect starting with him. He created a group that supports one another and works really hard, um, really, really hard. And it starts from him. So I think what you see in the group is very much kind of coming from him.
0: I just want to be part of the group. You guys are the coolest. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, but... like you mentioned, you've trained with
0: Des. I like that you call her Des Davila using her maiden name. You've trained oh. with. You've been teammates <laughs> with Molly. Yeah. So you know you and and this little known runner Des Linden. You guys went to college together. So when you were at Arizona State, were you both like, we're going to be two of the greats in American marathoning? Did you know? Okay. Did you know that was the future?
1: Um, no, (laughs) I would say we had big dreams for sure. And we talked about things like that. Um, before we ever had any right to talk about it, like we didn't even know the questions to ask to get there. Um, but yeah, we definitely, we had big dreams, whether or not we actually thought it was going to happen. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of good long runs that kind of Talked about the future, not necessarily even marathoning, but just being professional runners and trying to make Olympic teams and stuff like that.
0: And for you, why the marathon? You started out doing shorter stuff. So why the draw to the 26.2?
1: So I actually, even um, I've always kind of been better at the longer stuff. Even in high school, it was the longer the run, the better I would kind of do at it. Um, So I always knew I would eventually be a marathoner. Um, it was just kind of when it was going to happen. So, uh, yeah, in college, 5K, 10K, um, came out Came out of college, kind of stuck to that for a little while and then uh, kind of made my way up. But it's it's been the goal the whole time. I knew before I even did it, I knew it was going to be my race. It was going to be the one I loved. And um, after my first one and ever since then, it's just it has me. I love it. <laughs>
0: Earlier, you mentioned that you were going through some stuff after college. Can we talk about that?
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think just about everyone, especially a a lot of people, when they first come out of college, it can be really, really hard. Um, You're all of a sudden not competitive. You're exhausted all the time. There are just so many things that kind of go into it. Um, I moved around a bunch and... Uh, just wasn't hadn't found the right situation for me. And so it was it was really tough. I was questioning if this was something I wanted to do. And uh, there were times when, you know, it it wasn't what I wanted to do. But like, I had friends, um, like Jenna, who um, helped me with the mantra. And they kind of got me through it. And yeah, I eventually just fell in love with it again. And here I am.
0: (laughs) And how does that work with deciding to pursue a professional athletic career? Is it like, well, I think I want to be a pro runner or should I just be a doctor or like some other, you know, slightly more conventional for, you know, like a nine to five? Were you kind of weighing if you really wanted to pursue being a professional runner or what was the what was the debate there?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, it really was. It was whether or not I wanted to be a professional runner because Early on, I didn't have much success. I was working my butt off. I was exhausted. I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. And the reality, it was just lessons I needed to go through um, in order to get to where I'm at today. So yeah, it was, it was definitely when I didn't know, see a clear way, like path on how to fix it, there were definitely moments when I was like, I, I don't know if I will ever get to that point. Is it worth putting this much effort into it if I'm never going to get there? and but I'm so so glad I stuck with it and yeah it's been it's been a really incredible journey
0: yeah I think we're all pretty glad you stuck with it it's been fun (laughs) to watch I remember I was like somewhat new to running and like really getting excited about following professional runners in 2012 which is the year you competed at the Olympic trials for the marathon tell me about that um, so 2012. Oh yeah. Fourth, um, right? That was yes. the year of the fourth. All right. Tell oh, me what yes, it's I like remember. to get fourth at the Olympic trials because in any other race, I mean, fourth is just off the podium, but like to a lot of people, fourth is pretty good. Fourth oh in yeah. The, fourth in the trials. So what's fourth yeah, in the
1: trials? In the Olympic trials, it really is. It's top three and then everyone else. So fourth is just, yeah, it basically, it's just everyone else that's in there. So That was a really, really tough one. Yeah, I had put everything into it. It just worked so hard. It was my dream. That was, the marathon was my race, you know. That's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to compete in the marathon in London. But the reality was those three women were better that day. Um, And it was absolutely heartbreaking. It, um, yeah, I kind of thought that was the end for a little while, but I regrouped. And even though I was kind of mourning the loss of the marathon, I was able to show up every day to practice, um, get my job done, and was able to come back in the 10,000, which was just an incredible, incredible experience. Um, And then just last year, I was able to come back and actually race the marathon in London. So I do feel like that has come full circle.
0: Yeah. And you did pretty well at that one, I'd say. (laughs) Thanks got some medals, no big deal, but also Mm -hmm. the 2016 trials. I mean the 2016 Olympic trials as a fan of the sport watching that was just amazing. Your finish was incredible. And then of course, Shalane coming in collapsing in your arms. Like we all remember that moment. (laughs) What was that like for you? And, And that was a really hot day too.
1: It was such a hot day. Um, Oh my gosh, it was stressful and wonderful and, um, yeah, it was such a crazy day because so Shalane and I had started training together, and when you do a marathon build up with someone, it's different than anything else. You become really close with them. You spend so much time together. Um, you are tired all the time and going through all these crazy things with, you know, being exhausted and um, working really hard, and so you become very close with that person. And when you see them working that hard, you become just as invested in what they're doing as what you're doing. Um, so we had talked about making the team the whole time. And it was never like one of us is going to make the team and the other one isn't. And we decided we were going to make it together. And that's why we started training together, um, was to make that team together. And uh, so it was. it was really tough when she started kind of faltering because of the heat Um, I could tell it was getting to her pretty early on and seeing her come around that bend and cross the finish line that was when it finally became real and I was able to soak in that moment but up until that point it was pretty nerve-wracking
0: let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor right now is prime running time Whether you're gearing up for a fall marathon, or you're already dreaming about crushing your cousins at this year's Turkey Trot, it's very likely that you're spending your early mornings or late evenings on the run. And I promise there is no greater training buddy than a pair of Aftershocks wireless headphones. In the past training season, for me, inevitably meant going through at least four pair of headphones. They'd get so sweaty that they would break every single time. Plus, is there any feeling ickier than having a headphone cord bouncing against your hot, sweaty chest when you're 16 miles into a 20-mile long run? Ugh. But Aftershocks takes care of all those problems. There are no cords, no wires, no tangles, and no weather-related issues. Aftershocks' wireless headphones are sweat-resistant and can hold up during even the gnarliest storms. They're my favorite headphones, and I promise they'll be your favorite, too. So it's time for you to get in on the Aftershocks action. Go to ontherun.aftershocks.com to get $55 off Trex Titanium and Trex Air bundles. These bundles include the wireless headphones of your choice, a shoe bag, a sport belt, and a water bottle. That's ontherun.aftershocks.com for $55 off. Now let's get back to the show. And so tell me about the moment that you pulled ahead or that she fell back. Were you talking? Were you saying, was she like, I can't do it? Or And were you worried about, lose, about leaving her? What was that like?
1: Yeah, I was really worried about leaving her. Um, she was not doing well at all. She kind of wasn't responding to me. I was talking to her. She did say she didn't think she was going to be able to finish um, a few times. Yeah. Um, and I just kept telling her, you know, focus – on the next thing, here's some water. Focus on this, um, and then with a little bit under a mile to go, Des was coming up, and my husband was there, and he's like, "Amy, you have to go now." And so that's when I went. But even as I took off, there's kind of a hairpin turn, and you could see back, and I was watching her um, because it's it's really hard. Yes, it's the Olympic trials. You really want your friend to do well, but at the same time, it was a little bit scary with her overheating and kind of being that out of it for a while. So there was also that as well.
0: And did, I mean, how were you feeling throughout that race? Were you feeling pretty good or were you, was that kind of a distraction for you? Like, I mean that in a good way. Like, um, were you so, kind of not focusing on the pain? Cause you were worried about
1: her. I, I think probably to some extent. Um, I actually, so with, I think it was around 20 K when we pulled away. Um, and we were a couple miles into like our surge, as it was happening, um, and it was starting to get a little fast, and she, we had been talking the whole time, she's like, how are you feeling, and I was like, actually, I'm not feeling great, and so, and she said, she was like, you know what, that's okay, I'm here, we're going to do this together, we're doing great, and so we kept just kind of like, uh, that comforted me, and I started feeling feeling better. And then with 10 K to go, all of a sudden I had this huge surge. I knew exactly what was coming in the course. I knew I could get through the next six miles. I knew I could race the next six miles if I needed to. Um, so it was kind of one of those things where anyone who came at that point, I was ready for them. Um, and then Shalane, she's just such this, she's such a rock in distance running. She was not the one I expected to have a tough time at all. So she helped me that first that 10k when I was kind of hurting. And after that, it was when she started to falter. I was like, I've got to be here for her. That's
0: awesome. That's that's teamwork right there. Yeah. Uh, So then you went on to compete. You've competed at the Olympics twice now, representing the USA, which we are so proud to have you doing. Tell me about the pressure of competing at the Olympics versus the trials. Which do you feel more pressure for?
1: Oh, I definitely felt more, more. Well, they're both really nerve wracking. This one especially because I didn't make it in 2012, but after, after yeah, I was a lot more nervous in Rio. Um, I was, yeah, so so nervous. But is it more sca- nervous than I even expected to be? So,
0: I I've always wondered, like, is it is it more? nerve wracking to want to make the team and then you can kind of look at the olympics as sort of a victory lap or is it like no no the trials is the warm-up and the olympics is the big game
1: yeah i mean i think it's in 2012 when i made the team that's kind of how i felt the 10,000 was was i had made the team i was so happy to be there i really wanted to run well um and do my best but at the same time The goal was like to make the team. Um, After I missed it in the marathon, it was all about making the team. And I, yeah, it was, I was just so excited to be there and wanted to take everything in. Um, For the marathon this time around in 2016, when I got there, we wanted to perform well. We were not there just to do a victory lap, we were there to run the absolute best races we could run and try and get in the medal uh, medal position. Um, So it was a little bit different. It was nerve wracking for sure.
0: How do you handle pressure? Are you pretty cool with pressure and do you put pressure on yourself?
1: Um, I do put pressure on myself. I like a little bit of pressure. I actually think I perform better when I'm a little bit nervous and kind of have that feeling, but at the same, um, and I, I thought I was great at dealing with nerves and pressure until Rio this year and then this time around it was definitely more butterflies in my stomach. I was a little bit, I was more, I had a little bit more of that scared feeling than that nervous feeling. Um, But it's something I now know to expect. And I think next time, hopefully if I make it, I'll be able to deal with it a lot better.
0: And what about watching your friends and teammates race, like when you're not part of the race? So, you know, for example, the Boston Marathon, last year's New York when Shalane won. And then, of <laughs> course, Boston when Des won. What are you like either
1: on the sidelines or watching on TV? Oh, I'm a wreck. Oh, i <laughs> I just let everything go. I don't have to, like... <laughs> control myself to perform well so that i just let the emotions flow (laughs) (laughs) i
0: love it um okay and so another thing i want to talk about off the race course you mentioned earlier your husband alistair tell Mm -hmm. me i want to talk all about that how'd you guys meet because you know very casually he's also an olympian so i like to picture you guys just like hanging out talking about the olympics really badass, uh, but he does a lot of work. He paces you a lot and stuff like that. So tell me how you guys met and and how you ended up where you are today.
1: We were on the Mammoth Track Club together in California, met there. Um, we got married. We moved to Rhode Island together, got married in Rhode Island, or when we lived there, in Costa Rica though. Um, and he was a professional runner when I met him. And for the first couple of years of us being married, but he slowly kind of transitioned into um, just really supporting my career and helping me out. So um, he is now a, a pacer for me and for some of the other people on the team. Um, and he just does whatever he can to help everyone kind of perform to the best of their abilities. He's a um, he's an agent for Kimby Athletics. Um, so it really is. He's just trying to help athletes perform the best they can.
0: All right, so be honest, when you first met, was it ever competitive on the run? Were you ever like, let's go for an easy run, but kind of secretly trying to each get ahead of each other?
1: Um. So I'm pretty aware, <laughs> like he's run a 1303.5K. Um, I'm pretty aware of that. So <laughs> I would say, no, it's never really gotten competitive from my side. <laughs> Amazing.
0: And so now you guys, you're in Portland. And I'm curious, when you first joined, you know, we we already talked about Bowerman, but were you seeking
1: them or did they seek you out? So Shalane had actually um, emailed me a couple times before that asking if I would like to do an altitude stint with her. We were training for the same marathon. Um, but it just wasn't quite working out. And so finally it actually, it was, um, before, Oh, so they were training. It was after, um, worlds in 2000 or after USA's and world, uh, in 2015 and they were training at altitude and I was going to train for a marathon hopefully that fall. Um, I, she invited me to come to altitude and it was going to work. And so I went there and very quickly, I just saw the team dynamics. I saw how Jerry worked. Um, and I realized it was something I very much wanted to be a part of. And so after that it was, you know, kind of waiting and seeing and changing some things up. And, um, I moved there like January of the next year and that was kind of it.
0: What are some of your like bucket list, big, exciting career goals
1: as a runner? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think I definitely would like to qualify for Tokyo and medal in Tokyo in the marathon. That's, you know, been a dream of mine forever. And, I mean, that's really it. I love the Olympics are the ones I get so excited for. I mean, I'd love to win a major. Uh, That would just be absolutely incredible. Um, But the Olympics are what I love about the sport. Um, that's what I get really excited for worlds and Olympics. And so yeah, really, if I could do that there, I would be so incredibly happy. All right. So let's
0: fast forward a couple years. So let's say it's 2020. It's the Olympic marathon trials. We're going to say you're getting a spot on the team. What, <laughs> what other two women are you picking to go to the Olympics with you representing the U.S.? I S
1: I can't pick two. And I, wouldn't necessarily like it's going to be so incredibly competitive um this next time around I I'm not even going to touch that
0: <laughs> I know no one wants to no one wants to answer that question for I mean me. <laughs> I can give you
1: maybe the top 15 Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> but I think they're all really competitive it's going to be so exciting it's going to be a good race
0: <laughs> what is the biggest challenge about being a professional athlete
1: Oh, the biggest challenge. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a strange life. Um, when you go up to the mountains and you're kind of up here by yourself and you're just plugging away and you're exhausted, um, it kind of socially, um, and with your family, it can be kind of tough. So I think that's one of, one of the hardest things as a professional runner is just, uh, the difference in lifestyle. But at the same time, um, if you have a supportive group, then it's, um, yeah, it's definitely more doable and luckily that's what I have. So yeah, that's probably the toughest thing, but, um, it, it's doable with a support, a good support system.
0: And I think we all, no matter how much we love our jobs and love what we do, we all have days where we wake up and we're like, you know, I kind of just don't want to go to work today work for you is of course running and training do you have days where even though you love running you love your teammates do you have days where you wake up and you're like uh, i not feeling it today
1: oh yeah absolutely I think everyone does there's anyone who wakes up every single day and is excited to do what they're gonna do like I I don't believe them um uh, <laughs> So on those days, that's when you kind of lean on your teammates. Um, And that's why I feel so lucky to be part of this group and have this group to train with, because even on the days when I'm tired and don't want to get out of bed, they hold me accountable and then I get there and it's usually a very enjoyable run and it's, it's so much fun. So, yeah. Do you do any of your training runs by yourself? Oh yeah. I do a lot of training runs. Um, At the beginning of the year we're all together and then as our individual events kind of become more serious or, um, we kind of like, we'll start to divide more more and more and people do things that are going to be very event specific. So, um, by this time of year, I'm, it's a lot of training on your own.
0: And do you have any like race day superstitions, things that you do, any habits, what's your like race morning? Like,
1: um, so, I mean, I make a list, which is kind of boring, but no, it that starts... makes my heart happy. I love lists. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice little checklist. Love it. Um, so yeah, I make a list. I start the night before it's exactly what I'm going to be doing that day because I, when I have the race and I'm thinking about the race, I kind of zone out and I will mess up what I'm doing in the morning. So anytime that happens, I go back to my checklist and just do what's next on the list. So, um, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, no crazy superstitions or anything, but, um, I love having the list and it goes all all the way through the race. So, um, yeah, so that's my, my thing that I do.
0: Oh, you are speaking to my soul right now. I am such a list lover.
1: What about race day breakfast? race day breakfast. So, I mean, I've had, I really like, I actually like eggs in the morning. I like some bread. Um, but at the same time, sometimes that's not offered and I've had good experiences with oatmeal and all that stuff. So not too, too particular. Um, I practice enough with different breakfasts every day that, um, yeah, I know I, there's a variety of things that work for me now.
0: And what about throughout training in general? Do you follow a pretty specific diet or
1: lifestyle? Um, I wouldn't say I follow a diet. I just make sure I get in enough of the good stuff. So I do try to eat very healthy. Um, I'm very focused on fueling my body consistently because what we do is just – it causes a lot of stress on your body. And in order to be able to come back every day, you really need to make sure you're getting enough of those good nutrients in. So, um, I, I wouldn't call it a diet, but, um, I actually, I use Shalane's cookbook a ton. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah, it's been good. It, uh, I feel like I've always eaten really healthy, but at times it was very boring <laughs> too and so that has really expanded my horizons um, on what healthy eating can be
0: and what about post race do you have a favorite meal or post long run what's your favorite thing to chow down on oh i love the post long run brunch
1: <laughs> me too like the greasy yeah lumberjack <laughs> breakfast
0: so <laughs> that's my favorite amazing and tell me what is the most rewarding part of what you get to do as a career
1: Oh, I mean, there are so many rewarding parts, but really it's, I've been really lucky in the people that I've met, um, the friendships I've made. I like, I, some of my teammates are still my best friends. Um, and yeah, that's, that's definitely, definitely the best part of what I do. And the most rewarding part is the people I've met in the, friends I've made. All
0: right, tell me, well for anyone listening who's running the Chicago Marathon this year, what is your advice to them? Um
1: for the Chicago Marathon. Ooh. Um I would say don't do anything new on race day, stick to your race plan, adjust for the weather. Chicago can have kind of crazy weather one way or the other, and get out there and have fun. It's a wonderful course and you're going to love it. Okay, I was told from an
0: outside source who is a friend of mine and happens to be a reporter in the running industry, she. <laughs> when I told her that I was talking to you, she said, this is verbatim, she said, ask her about Des Linden and a guitar and a gift exchange. What do oh, I need to God. know about a guitar <laughs> as a gift here? What is the story
1: here? Um, so for my first marathon, so we kind of had an ongoing joke in college about starting a band either even though no one played an instrument and all this stuff (laughs) anyway so before my first marathon des got me a little travel guitar to like learn how to play music on so we could start our band um and it was really cool anyway i learned like one chord on it and then before boston marathon in 2000 it was when she got sackett 2011 yeah yeah 2011 I like played my one chord that I learned and made up this ridiculous song for before the race um that yeah so that was that's the story
0: (laughs) amazing have you learned more chords since then or still just rocking the one chord
1: still just rocking the one chord yeah okay
0: and what is Dez's instrument what is she bringing to the band I think she's a guitarist too. Oh, so it's just, it's like a guitar band. Okay. Just guitars. Yeah. I think she knows a few more chords. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. With that then, now that we know that your like second coming of your career is going to be in a band, (laughs) I think we should sprint to the finish. Okay. What would your last meal on earth be? Artichokes
1: with butter and mayonnaise.
0: Oh, no one's ever given that answer on this show before. (laughs) So
1: I like it. Favorite TV show? uh breaking bad greatest fear public speaking (laughs) (laughs) favorite
0: race you've ever done uh world championships in london favorite thing to do after a long run brunch (laughs) what is the what is the workout that you see in the morning when you wake up for the day and you say yes i can't wait to do this workout
1: oh long runs what all is, all the
0: <laughs> What is the workout that you see on your training plan in the morning that makes you say, Hell no, I'm going back to bed? spritz 200 <laughs> <laughs> And how much of those do you do during marathon training?
1: We actually we do quite a bit. We um I mean, they're not as crazy fast as they are when you're in track training, but yeah, we hit on that as well just to clean up form and um prepare you for the next workout.
0: What is your favorite smell?
1: Mm. I don't know no one's ever asked me that before yay I really like old spice (laughs) oh I like that
0: what is the last thing you and your husband fought about oh I can't remember oh that's nice there's a lot of people who are like well it was five minutes ago so I specifically remember and I was right and he was wrong so I think it's sweet that you don't know well what was the last thing he did that made you laugh
1: Um, he sent me pictures of our pets from home that were like, he was trying to work and they were both just on top of him.
0: (laughs) Oh, the best. Who was your childhood celebrity crush?
1: Uh, Leonardo
0: DiCaprio. Nice. If you could go for a run with anyone, who would it be?
1: Um, I feel like I've been very lucky and I've actually run with most of the people that I dreamt about one day running with. So... Yeah, it would be a lot of my former teammates and Joe Benoit C. Wilson.
0: Amazing. Who's your favorite runner?
1: Oh, I can't. There's too I many. I what love if them I all. did
0: what about like who is your favorite male marathoner? Uh you have to even
1: become get more uh,
0: specific than that. <laughs> man, okay. Um who is your favorite female? No, I can't do it. We'll, we'll pass. We'll pass. Yeah. There's right. too many Let's good on ones, especially one. right now. It's too not fair. <laughs> what is the one thing that you can't run without? Um,
1: I mean, I go pretty basic on that. So I'm going to have to say like shoes. Yeah. Well,
0: that's fair. I mean, that's a good one. All right. Let's say it's Chicago marathon. You're coming in for the win. You get to pick Any song to be playing over the loudspeakers for your triumphant finish,
1: what song do you pick? Oh, so, you know the song from, it came out before Rio, it was like, oh, what's, I think it's called Rise Up. Oh, yeah, like the Olympic song. Yes, the Olympic song. It's amazing. I would pick
0: that one. Okay, and then you get to pick any person on the planet to drape the American flag over your shoulders. Who do you pick to do that?
1: Oh. Any person on the planet? Yeah. It'd be pretty awesome if... Uh, I don't know. Oh, gosh. Maybe Michelle Obama. That'd yes. be pretty cool. All right. We'll uh, see what we yeah, can do. Yeah, I'm to go with her.
0: We'll see what we can do. She loves Chicago. I mean... I know. I, know. I feel like we could make this happen. I like, happen. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I like that you were logistical. Yeah. She might yeah. be in town. I like that. Maybe.
1: maybe you never know. <laughs> what has been the best day of your life? I mean wedding day was pretty incredible. Um, but we've had a lot of really good days since. So yeah, it's, yeah, there've been a lot of them. Did you go for a run the morning of your wedding? I didn't, actually. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked. I know. It was in Costa Rica. It was hot. And yeah. Fair. I was on a break. I just run <laughs> Chicago Marilog. I was going to say, I guess when it's your job,
0: it's different. Like for most of us, we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to go for a run on our wedding day. It's so special for you. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to work today. So yeah. I'm going to take the day off. My off day. Yeah. All right. Fair. What one word do you want to be remembered by? Tenacious. Tell me three things that you love about yourself.
1: Oh, I love, so I love my persistence. Um, I'm pretty proud of that. I love, I feel like I'm a pretty cheerful person. So I like that. And then I don't know. I love laughing. So, um, yeah, I would say if, yeah, if loving laughing is, uh, yeah, is a, those really are great
0: ones. And I love your laugh. It makes me so happy. Oh, <laughs> Thanks. All right. Last request give everyone listening a reason to run today
1: okay so you just you won't regret it if you get out there and go you're gonna feel so much better um, you're gonna feel really good afterwards and um, yeah it's when you're feeling good you can go and change the world
0: love that well good luck with the rest of your training leading up to Chicago I cannot wait to be cheering you on from afar the day of the yes. Chicago Marathon. You have so many fans. We just want more of you, Amy. We see, you know, we just want more Amy Crag. So good luck. Have the day of your life. And here's to Tokyo 2020. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Alley on the Run show. If you'll be on the Chicago Marathon sidelines this year, be sure to scream and cowbell extra loud when Amy goes flying by. I'll be screaming from afar, most likely behind my phone, computer screen, or TV. And if you'll be doing the same, let's connect. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at alleyontherun on the Run 1, and you can find me on the Allie on the Run page on Facebook. Finally, let's give a little more love to this episode's sponsor, Aftershocks. Visit ontherun.aftershocks.com for $55 off Trex Titanium and Trex Air bundles, which include wireless headphones, a branded shoe bag, a sport belt, and a water bottle. Now go run fast and thanks for joining me on the run.